Disclaimer. We are not biblical theologians, but rather a group of friends who just want to share their hearts and love with Jesus. So please enjoy these conversations with God's, God's Gang. Gang. Is it over? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the music. Yeah. Got a new phone, so I was trying to just I had to re-download the app and down re-download all the samples and everything. I was gonna say it's just the three amigos today, the three original <laughs> bean planters. <laughs> That's all I bean planters. Could come up with. I was like, man, we'd stay up till six o'clock in the morning with our kids <laughs> planting beans. Well, playing Poor bonanza, so if anyone knows why that's funny poor <laughs> <laughs> kids just fell asleep where they <laughs> laid yeah good times yeah cool <laughs> welcome back everyone yes welcome back. i'm kind of tired sorry i'm not, i don't know how present i'm gonna be <laughs> with this one <laughs> maybe we'll do a cowboy cowboy a episode cowboy podcast half hour <laughs> 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a couple worship. <laughs> <laughs> Testimony. Uh, Beverly will testify. <laughs> quick word. We need prayer. If you don't know why that's funny, either there's a church called Cowboy Church they do in Saskatchewan. I don't know if they do it all over the place. And it's like two songs, one testimony and a message, and it'll last 30 minutes or something like that. Barely an hour. And so it's just enough time for you to get back to the harvest, get back to harvest, back to the horses and whatever else, whatever cowboys do, (laughs) (laughs) have gunfights in the middle of a (laughs) town. I don't know. Yeah. What what, what cowboys do? I don't know. Ranchers. But that's what a cowboy service is anyways. Ride bulls. (laughs) Wrong kind of cowboys. (laughs) <laughs> so, how's everybody's week? Mm, it was good. Just kind of same old, same old. Nothing too exciting. Oh, wait, no. It was my mom's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all blends into another. But we, me and my siblings, um, made this plan. Because when, just after I graduated, we went and got our pictures done in uh, Walmart. The portrait studio or whatever. When there was. When there was. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that was And uh, so my brothers had the bright idea that they wanted it like the death row records, where it's oh, all cool. in black. Yeah. So we all dressed in black. This is for your grad photos. No, it oh. was just after I graduated oh. from high school. And then, um, so my brothers had the bright idea, and then we went in there, and they're like, "Can you make it like this as much as you can?" And they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, we can try, we can see what we can do. And so we all like lined up, all five of us, and then we were all together in this little picture. And then we got it printed for my mom. I forget what it was for, Christmas, I think. And uh, it actually turned out pretty good, like we were all kind of faded into the black background. And so my siblings wanted to recreate that for her birthday this year. And so we made a, we set a date them to come here since I have a camera and I was like yeah I'll take the pictures for us and we'll do it but that day my mom ended up coming and taking along <laughs> with my sister <laughs> and 
um, when they showed up here, I was like all pretty, had my makeup on, hair done, whatever. And then uh, Teresa came and she started getting ready, getting her makeup on. And then me and Teresa were sitting there and then my other sister shows up. And then my mom's like, what? What are you doing here? Because <laughs> like, it's kind of odd for my one sister to come visit or whatever. And then uh, we're like, why don't you get all dressed up with us, mom? <laughs> and we like kind of like sneakily got her involved in the pictures. And also my brother showed up and she's like, what? And she like still didn't get any like idea or hint to what we were actually doing. And I was like, you know what? Let's go take some pictures. I have my thing set up. Mm -hmm. And so she thought it was just spur of the moment <laughs> kind of thing. And then so we took the pictures, got them all done. I edited them. And then we printed them on um these big 16 by 20 wood plaques from Walmart. Ordered them. And so we gave them for her birthday on Wednesday. And we went out to Rawhides, just us kids and her. Yeah, it was really good. It was really fun. And it was just quick, simple, just a little... Us, seven of us together. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Out at Rawhides. Ooh, what did you get? I had a ribeye steak with uh, Parisian potatoes and with mushrooms. What are Parisian potatoes? They're supposed to be like these little balled up potatoes, but they're just tiny roasted potatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds really fancy. It does, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you looking at that menu. We looked at it online and we were like, I wonder what we should order. Kind of looking days ahead, right? And I then think the day before. The day before. And then you're looking at that Parisian potato also and I seen you Googling Parisian <laughs> potatoes. Because <laughs> I, like, I was really trying to think because I felt like I had them before. And then yeah. I was like, but I don't know what that is. And so I Googled it and they're like little balled up potatoes. They look really good. Uh -huh. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to have those. <laughs> and then got there. They're just little tiny, little tiny roast roasted <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> should just put roasted potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> they got to make things sound fancy at restaurants all the time. Yeah. Since it's a steakhouse, they have to make it sound <laughs> fancy. <laughs> and not baby the potatoes. <laughs> it's yeah. like Parisian potatoes. Yeah. But, um, the one I had was good. The potatoes I had was good was the, what do they call it? Rustic? Yeah. And that one sounds f fancy too, but all it is is a a baked potato which is eight put into eights and like salted, and uh, but it's really good. I don't know. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Potatoes are just really good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Potatoes. I was even talking about lemon potatoes. <laughs> oh, making my even though we just ate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so welcome to our special potato episode we're going to talk <laughs> about, about top 10 ways <laughs> of to make potatoes but yeah <laughs> top 10 favorite number 10 parisian <laughs> no i don't think number they would nine, make the list oh. rustic, <laughs> yeah, rustic. <laughs> number seven lemon <laughs> <laughs> lemon potatoes <laughs> wait no but if you actually had the parisian potatoes yeah they'd probably be better than just yeah. baby baby roasted that's all those were just baby, yeah. little babies. Those Did you get any like special drink? Not talking alcohol, but they have no. like Shirley Temple. Yeah, there. I was baby thinking Jackson. about it. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I was like, no, nah, I just want a Pepsi. Live from <laughs> Rawhides. <laughs> <Yeah>. God's cake. <laughs> an episode there. <laughs> and then we got the Dairy Queen lady to make my mom's cake, and oh, I sent the nice pictures in. Because I was talk talking to my sister and I was like, what kind of cake should we get her? And then I started looking for like 
designs on Pinterest and I found the Dreamcatcher one. And then uh, she, I messaged the cake lady and I was like, can you do these kind? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, in like teal and bluish kind of colors. And man, she hit it out of the yeah, park with that beautiful. one. And this cherry chip cake oh, inside. I love so cherry good. chip. I have like a spray in my car. Mm-hmm. And it's like cherry chip. It's ta- it not tastes to me. It <laughs> smells like that cake. <laughs> and uh, my nephew was driving with me in, in my car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Manti. And he must have sprayed it like 15 times in my <laughs> car. I was like, hey, enough. I was rolling down the window. Give Auntie Parker cherry chip spray. <laughs> Is that why you smelled like that in church today? I think so, yeah, yeah, you just smelled it strong. Yeah, really sweet. But yeah. I was like, I think it was because it was in the yeah, car. It's very, yeah. Oh, but yeah. How was your guys's week? I was. I didn't really work this week. I was. I was kind of happy about. <laughs> um, I got a day off sick leave. I went into work and I was like, I had this headache, and it got worse when I got there because it was so hot. And I was supposed to go give the one file for the radio show for love radio show or whatever and i was like i don't want to go back to work i just feel rank so i went and gave him and then text boss and said I, i'm gonna take sick leave and yeah. <laughs> put it up there so i took the day off there and just slept i think i actually slept for a couple hours they yeah, went and laid down two or three hours the last couple of days were kind of going all day so i was like i just had to catch up with some sleep a little bit and took the it was my nephew, I guess, nephew's funeral on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. So I had they asked me to do the slideshow for that. And um don't ever underestimate the amount of work that goes oh, into a slideshow. Yeah, because yeah, I sat there and I must have sat there and did it for four hours straight. Even longer. Yeah. Because you have to well. Depending on what route you're going, I guess. I don't know. But they, they sent me pictures, like, through Messenger and, yeah, like, yeah. email. I almost missed all these ones because they went to my spam file. And I would have <laughs> left all these other vital pictures out of it. And I guess it's easier than trying to scan pictures, yeah. too. Because, like, back, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you probably have to put a big scanner out and do each file and then, like, crop it or whatever. So it was kind of easier. But, like, you have to download all those pictures and then put them into an order. And make the songs line up with mm-hmm. them on PowerPoint. And PowerPoint's not really easy for synchronizing things. You gotta mm-hmm. kind of like time it yourself and like add and yeah. subtract like um, I actual. I found the pages on here a lot easier on a MacBook. The pages slideshow and a lot more um, variety. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Uh, there's on the MacBook that you have. Yeah. There's a. It's not the slideshow it's not powerpoint it's, i think it's not powerpoint it's called i think it's like pages or it's like it looks like a little a podium oh and okay you could do it that way there's still a lot of work right there's still a lot of work with it yeah but so much more options a little bit more easier and a little bit more friendlier i found i always oh. when i was going to school use that just use that and yeah. that my powerpoints like stood out more than uh-huh. Others, oh yeah, but it's because of the creativity the MacBook oh allowed yeah. me. You probably just like I find just with any uh, Apple product, they m- it's really user friendly. It's yeah, like it's yeah. meant to make things easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. except I had to buy the extra ports, adapters. right? But yeah, because really you get care. like yeah. <laughs> two USB slots on these things. No, yeah. <laughs> well, the new ones, the ones that I was gonna purchase the first time, 
no, no, nothing. nothing just the char- charging Just the little charging area, yeah. right? And I was like, no, I need the, for the, you know, USB port yeah. and all this other stuff. And they're like, yeah, okay, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just want to let you know that Apple's moving towards no, no, like, connection just to charge it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, keep on. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Because, uh, <laughs> like, there's still phys- <coughs> physical media and physical yeah. connections and yeah. stuff. I don't know. But I found, I found like, you know, there's like where if I had a photo on my phone and I could just easily throw it to my. You like airdrop it? There yeah. You go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything was just so easy for me. Yeah. But it was because I had Apple, Apple, Apple. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. I mean, if you have Apple products, it's all going to work together quite well. Yeah. Even like kind of taking the presentation and y- using it on the iPad, right? Mm-hmm. Because it would be synced with that. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> here's our uh, special Apple episode. <laughs> <of the podcast. laughs> we are not. <laughs> what are they called when they sponsor? Oh, yeah. yeah we're, we're not, not sponsored, sponsored by, by Apple. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, shout out. Do you want to sponsor us? Yeah. <coughs> so, I had to do that whole thing. And Did you get paid? Well, someone gave me money, but I wasn't expecting money. Yeah. They kind of just slipped me over the money. They're like, here, I want to give you money for this. And they just, like, real quietly. Yeah. Hush, hush. Hush. Handshake, yeah, kind of like that Pentecostal <laughs> shake, yeah, something <laughs> that felt really Christian, anyways. <laughs> but, um, I didn't expect anything. And then that night, I took the slideshow out there because they asked me if they wanted the f- family to view it first before it got showed the next yeah. day. So I was like, I cruised out there that night by myself. I stayed there for barely an hour and uh, showed the slideshow, set it up. I just like, I don't know, I like doing this kind of work, like, yeah. um computers and audio and all that kind of stuff and one thing for anyone that wants to do any of that kind of stuff make sure you have everything with you when you go out there and expect that the place that you're going to go to is not going to have anything at all and that was really kind of the case otherwise like uh, showing out on a laptop with laptop speakers and it's like you're they're not going to get the same effect (laughs) of so i took up my bluetooth speaker the laptop a hdmi connection and they had a tv and uh uh, what's that one place where they the the cafeteria in the mm-hmm. school in Kiskus, and uh, plugged it in there, and it was better than just showing it on the laptop kind of thing, and um, yeah, so it j- was just the direct family that seen it at that moment, and then I, I went back, and of course it's a it's a traditional funeral, so I have to go be there at nine o'clock in the morning, so <laughs> on my day off, you know, going and doing this on a like get wasn't up and necessarily a day off no no it wasn't really yeah. a day off but one thing i'm I'm grateful for uh, i would gladly go to another um traditional funeral it's like they're done by like 10 30 mm-hmm. in the morning so there's no you know you're not sitting around till like four or five o'clock six greeting people and visiting all that kind of stuff and you know if you're into that then yeah you probably would like a regular funeral but like i'm not really into that so much so i was just like it was done at 10 30 and then they took the you know, the family went out to bury the body and stuff, and I, I just bolted off from there. <laughs> it's like, oh, I kind of want to get home now and stuff. And Random question. Yeah. Did they make everyone turn away when the body was leaving? Um. No. no. Well, like, it was kind of like a hybrid of traditional and Catholic. Oh, okay. They had a Catholic priest that opened yeah. up the thing at 9 o'clock. And then, um, and then they had a bunch of people speaking like they had chief 
what's his name there? The couple chiefs, the Cody chief and then the Kiskus chief and then the family all kind of shared stuff. And then one of the young guys read that, is it called a eulogy or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he read that whole thing out and then I had to do my portion um, setting it up to the smart board. They had a smart board TV there and it uh, all worked out. But you got to be quick on your toes with stuff because like if something goes wrong, that's kind of like on you. Yeah. So you got to make sure and go back there and correct that right away. So I had like four or five different plans, like an A, B, C, D, E, F, G kind of plan. Like in case A didn't work, then, B, you know, B, C and whatever. But what I ended up doing was just hooking it up to that red, my little Bluetooth speaker again, and then putting their microphone up to that. Mm-hmm. Because I thought the sound would have came out of the smart board, but all of a sudden it was coming just out of the laptop yeah. while the picture was going out on the smart board or whatever. <coughs> but I don't know, it worked out people seem to like the sideshow anyways and um the family was giving thanks and stuff and um it was good just to see all the rest of my family from my aunties um like those q's aunts girls yeah and uh but it's pretty sad though like the the guy little young guy who passed away was only 12 years old right and he was struggling with cancer for half of his life that's that's all that kid knew ever since he was six years old was battling cancer and they would just like be driving to winnipeg all the time and i think one point he was finished his chemo and he was like cancer free for a very short while though it was like a couple weeks like a month or something like that and all of a sudden it was back into remission i remember hearing that and just in the past month his health got the worst and he didn't even look like himself anymore Mm. like even just like you know how people kind of have cancer and it's like they lose their hair and all that kind of stuff and they they already kind of don't look like themselves he just looked even more sick and it was it was kind of sad but like bittersweet i guess for a lot of the family because they you know you never know what's going to happen to a person when they have cancer whether or not they're going to make it through Mm -hmm. but you hope for the best you know with all the medicine that's out there and chemo and prayers and all that kind of stuff but um yeah it was it wasn't that sad of a funeral yeah there was it was light and there was kind of like joy I guess it's kind of like his suffering is done. Yeah, and you know, I think that's that's kind of like the key to all of that. Like this young guy didn't have to deal with that stuff anymore. And I didn't know him that well. I might have met him maybe once or twice, but he was like, of course, if you're you're connected through Facebook and stuff, so you're always seeing his stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that's how I knew him was just through that, and then seeing all these pictures and little videos they sent me that I had to put together for this thing and whatnot. Yeah, that was this week, anyways, and thursday we just took off and had a day uh, day of me and beverly just hanging out i guess (laughs) 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 every time every chance you get it every chance (laughs) (laughs) so what if he did it huh kelly (laughs) (laughs) please (laughs) yeah please it's my wife (laughs) 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 but yeah that was this week was all right um course we had to cancel the youth conference again because of that that funeral and um, for work and we've been waiting for a long time to do this youth conference i kind of want to just get it done now well just because th- your office is just full with all this stuff yes yeah, yeah exactly and then it's just the i kind of just naturally stress all the time when it comes to events that i'm part of and planning and stuff to do that thing so it's always in the back of my head just thinking about this but it went thing. so smooth the self one did yeah it, and it's due to a lot of good planning and a lot of people being willing to help out yeah. 
and uh, if you don't have that man it's just like horrible yeah it's gonna be why do people want to do stuff all by themselves yeah, yeah. i don't know it's, it's not fun <sighs> totally is and it's better if you have a team like a uh and it's like uh, but of course you know the problem i have with with uh big groups and teamworks is sometimes you have a vision that doesn't quite connect to other people yeah. yeah and so it, i don't know i call it getting watered down but it sounds like a rough thing to say but sometimes that happens to the vision of what you see things happening so it, it gets passed around the table so much and everyone gets kind of involved on it and whatnot it has but their input their input yeah. and their thing on it and sometimes you don't want certain people <laughs> involved <laughs> in but um no that was i don't know next next tuesday i'm just happy that it's going to be done done yeah and our, our guest speaker isn't going to be able to be there so we have to bring him in another time and um so it's just gonna be all ytc staff doing presentations to the whole thing and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. you know we don't always have to have i don't know we don't have to have uh johnny depp come speak every time you know jim carrey to come speak every time to our youth conference you know yeah. would be nice <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey, crazy guy. I wouldn't have him speaking to our youth. <laughs> he says crazy <laughs> things, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I know. Have you ever listened to him, though, when he speaks, like, motivational motivational speaking? Uh, no, I just, like, sometimes in his interviews, he sounds kind of like he says weird mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But when I think he did a commencement speech at a university somewhere, and it was really good. Oh, okay. Mm, should YouTube it. Maybe I'll YouTube that one. Yeah. We'll try to get him on the podcast next time. Yeah, hopefully next time. <laughs> it's provocative. He <laughs> tries to get the people going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he tries to expose Hollywood. Oh. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. With all the quote-unquote Illuminati and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Pizza gate. Yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I could go into that. <laughs> another another episode. Yeah. <laughs> I I know I've I remember one time we sat in your apartment and we watched the YouTube Pizzagate, I'm pretty sure. Uh I was upstairs anyways on Circle Brook. You guys Oh that townhouse there, yeah. yeah. Oh, you and sat and watched it with us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well okay. I we got into a conversation about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, David's like, I know that site or whatever, or on YouTube. Little video, yeah. He, David showed me, and then I remember I went home, because there was so much about it, right? And mm -hmm. I started, like, holy, like, it's oh, a whole world hole. in itself. Yeah. yeah. Wicked rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And just everybody that's connected. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the world is so big, and you don't know what goes on mm -hmm. and if i make myself think like that it makes me feel anxious right yeah but you can't stay there no i understand i can't stay there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if you know you try and get in there i could see how people get stuck into conspiracy yeah. and yeah. Um, mm -hmm. reading into different stuff and yeah and because there's uh, to me a bunch of rabbit holes you could get on there yeah. but uh, you know, and I'm just going to say something, but no, you know, thank God for discernment and discerning what you should yeah. go down, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe what you should not and what your battle is and what's your not. And I know even at dinner tonight, I was saying, you know, there's a lot of moments too in my life where the Holy Spirit makes me just shut my mouth. 
like don't say anything about it yeah and i just have to be obedient to not say anything like not trying to control anybody make people do my agenda or i can't do that right people have their own free will yeah Yeah. and i need to like people need to understand that even if people are like sharing stuff and they're like read into this do this or you should do it like you know and i'm thinking like no i'm just gonna have some discernment here (laughs) i'm not gonna go into that today Mm -hmm. (laughs) not today so true because like i don't know man yeah i understand where like you're you saying that and where that's coming from you know yeah because like um i can be the same way too i could really like read into things and like go into things and get sucked into it and be Mm -hmm. consumed by it Mm -hmm. and then it's like and then it's like you're you're kind of like like just like i said consumed by it so it's everything you're thinking about and then your world kind of revolves around that subject and it's like you're you're linking everyday things and conversations up to that stuff yeah and it's so it's like yeah you really gotta be careful man because i don't know what it is inside there that makes you feel like that you know it's like when you're reading into anything i don't know like you could go into politics probably and then you could feel something by reading yeah. about politics and watching videos about politics and society and government and then you go into conspiracies and whatnot conspiracy theories and but yeah you could really get caught up in that and because i think we're all very curious and we all want to know intent Mm -hmm. what is your intent Mm -hmm. on this what is your intention like i know that's how i am a lot when i like to talk to people i want to be like what is the intent of it yeah what is the sustenance that i'm getting and then like david i could go down rabbit holes too very easy you you know what i was like um one time i was thinking like you know as christians we we understand where the world's gonna go and we understand the plan that god has for the end and, and like you talk about book of revelation all this kind of stuff and I was talking with um, David Chan one time, and he was he was he was a kind of a weird thing. I still don't understand his perspective on this, and maybe I should let him share it about it, you know, in the future. But uh, so so like you can see in Revelation and times it talks about like you know Mark of the Beast and the Beast system and the way that whole thing works is we're not going to be able to buy or sell. Period unless you have the mark right and um so people are kind of people speculate how do you get to that point from where we are right now we could freely buy and sell whatever we want Mm -hmm. right now it's a blessing to be in that space but to get to that point where everyone has to surrender to this thing otherwise you're going to starve you're not going to have any food or money they'll have the complete means of of um of um, growing stuff and like we probably won't have any right to grow our own food period like the you know the powers that be would have that and you get to that point and it to me i'm like i look at that and i'm like you know what is the point of trying to fight that system if it's going to happen it's inevitable anyways and then i remember sitting with david chan and he was talking about how (coughs) he really believes that like we as christians actually need to be more involved in in that in that that spear of trying to change policy Mm -hmm. and like and and because you know i guess that's where you would kind of go into if you're political you'd be kind of more conservative or you know maybe not but like trying to find 
w- what the best thing is mm-hmm. for our country or you know society the best rules to have in place and because the more that we deviate from the the, the w- rules of the past it seems like we're just going to this place of lawlessness you know mm-hmm. and it's like well wha- to me in my the way i look at it it's like why should i get involved in that space then mm-hmm. if i know that the end result is going to be one way anyways you know and and like none of you neither of you would have the answer to that like you know okay this is what um i okay this is how i'm gonna relate it okay yeah terminator <laughs> yeah terminator. The, the end date was inevitable yeah there was gonna be d-day mm-hmm. but yet they kept on trying to send people back, people back yeah. to like you know change like oh save john connor like you yeah. know all this stuff but it seemed like it would just push d-day a little bit but it was still inevitable to build that these robots were gonna take over yeah i don't know how much how much terminators i watched it always went back to the robots still somehow yeah took over but it just delayed maybe it was a little bit different so maybe you know, is yeah. that how? Because we well, know the end date. We know yeah, what the end is. It's it's gonna happen anyways. Yeah. Like whether or not I'm gonna be the government, uh, you know, I'm gonna be the prime minister of Canada, yeah. and I'm gonna change policy to be like the most Christian kind of policy mm-hmm. that's the best for everyone and all this type of stuff. And it's like the the pr- prophecy, the biblical prophecy, is still gonna happen, <laughs> yeah, still whether gonna if I go and do this or not, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like to me, it's like why be involved in that area when i can you know so i think what it was the lesson of talking about this stuff is maybe it's just like focus on jesus you know what yeah, i mean yeah focus on god more than anything like if you want to get into government and all this type of stuff it's like i don't know maybe you need to focus your efforts somewhere else and just um um spread spread the gospel spread jesus spread yeah. you know healing and reconciliation kingdom, to god yeah. you know the kingdom i feel like that's more effective than me trying to be involved in politics and stuff mm-hmm. you know i don't know uh, maybe david needs to be here to answer that to that, that stuff yeah that would be <laughs> yeah. a good conversation because i remember one time we had breakfast with them mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we were sitting in the living room getting really deep but we were talking about witchcraft and oh yeah um just kind of the source of it right because yeah. to me control is witchcraft when you want to control something or yeah, you're something trying to control an outcome then it's witchcraft, witchcraft yeah. so then me i'm thinking like a lot of the agenda of nowadays to me is very witchcrafty they oh want yeah. to this is how you should think this is how you should oh feel yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. um our youth this is how you should think this is how uh-huh. you should feel and you guys should be inclusive like you know what i mean and yeah. i uh to me i'm like what a scary time to raise kids in that's uh-huh. how i feel right yeah. to where i remember back in the day when i was growing up it i don't remember being forced to believe or think forced to believe forced to think forced to you know accept accept. and i because i know i could talk to my son all i want like how do you feel like you know what i mean but yet the school i send him to is teaching him something else right so i'm like but you're not trying to teach him discernment yeah how do you feel what do you see Uh How, how does this outcome and and just talking to my kid and realizing you know he's he's 
you know, discerning himself uh-huh. is a blessing to me. If yeah. I could pass one gift on, it would be discernment for mm-hmm. my kid, whatever he needs to do. And, yeah. you know, that. You could see the way things yeah. have changed over the oh, past 20, yeah. 30 years. Because, yeah, because, like, the, it went from, you got to be more accepting of people. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was more tolerant. That tolerant. was the word. Remember? Yeah. It was like, yeah. y- why aren't you so tolerant? You got to be more tolerant. Now it's like, you got to be more accepting. Yeah. So it's like instead of just tolerating people for the way they are, right? Like, well, well okay, I could tolerate every person yeah. to do stupid things, whatever it is. But now I got to accept them yeah. and everything that they believe in. Yeah. And now I'm the villain for believing yeah. in God. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Now I'm the villain yeah. because I have a standard. Like, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's weird the way the culture has kind of like turned people against one another. And, and that's the way I feel it is, like division. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were talking about it was like two per it only takes <coughs> two percent, right, to change policy. I remember we got into this conversation. Oh, I said before. that? Yeah. You're like, it only, look at two percent of the population that are like this oh, are now right. changing yeah. laws. And yeah. I was like sitting there and I was like, man, because I remember there you told me to buy a book. I should have bought it. I should have listened. I don't know what book I told you to buy. <laughs> I probably don't even. <laughs> it was something about how. Um, Marxism is now come is like kind of sneakily coming into our government. Oh, I wonder if that's um, the Gulag Archipelago. No, I know it was in my Amazon, Gulag but I Archipelago. but also I got into different books. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I ever bought that, but I got the Gulag Archipelago, and it talks about how what um, uh, the Soviet Union, all the people had to deal with in the Soviet Union, and that the whole regime was like Marxism. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is this the way they treated their own people, man? It was so fierce, it, man. It was that book, right? The Animal Farm. Oh, Animal Farm. Um, no, no, no. But that's what Marxism is, right? Oh, the animal, animal Farm. farm like yeah. they'll work more, they'll work harder for less. For less, yeah. And then you see kill the themselves pretty much. I don't I don't never read Animal Farm, but it's like was it like were the ones at the top making all those decisions, were they the pigs? Yeah. American Marxism. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even know that book. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. See, Crazy. Then I, see, I could get into a good American Marxism <laughs> on corruption in America. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? The other agenda. <laughs> I could, like, so slip in that so quick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's my message. And it's, it's oh, yeah. what I'm living and breathing. And I'm trying to tell Dylan about it. And Dylan's kind of like... What? Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you on <laughs> now? He's like, last month you were on Indian Posse and you were gangster. Now, <laughs> now you're in American Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I read that Danny Wolf book. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And also, I was like, I was gangster. I understood it. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't, right? Just read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I could... I gotta pull myself out of the stuff, you know what I mean? And you get too far, and it's like, and I'm thankful for God that He He uh, He'll tell me when I'm kind of going too far. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, time to come back. And then it's like, when you start kind of get back into prayer and whatnot, and you realize how none of that stuff really matters that much. It it makes sense. It makes sense that scripture talks about where s- where sheep led to the slaughter. Yeah. You think of sheep and how like. They just stay in a group and they're like, no, just like, follow, right? that one. follow that yeah. one. They don't know where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, God, 
I'm totally being a sheep right now. Like I'm yeah. just getting led in this group and I'm like, bah, ah, all the <laughs> yeah. way. I'm like a part, I'm a part. Yeah. And then it, he must look at me like, Oh, Kelly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's stop on that. Cause I could just go off on yes, yeah. <laughs> Beverly's totally not into it. <laughs> me, I'm so into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of get annoyed because I can see how David gets really sucked into it. And then I'm just like, try to avoid that subject. Because <laughs> if I get into yeah. it, I'll get sucked yeah. into it. And then we'll both be I'll going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and then I'll be like, what are you guys talking about? All of a sudden, ah, yeah. <laughs> sucking in. Sometimes <laughs> all I want for Beverly is to be like, let's have this conversation. Let's check this video out. Let's, <laughs> have this con- let's talk about it. Come on, yeah. let's get into it. And then Beverly's kind of like, She'll just put her head down like, mm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, marriage. But <laughs> 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 really being wise. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think the other one was called Liberty and Tranny or something. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Mark our loves and galvanized conservatives with his unforgettable manifesto liberty and tranny by providing a physiological historical and practical framework for halting the liberal assault on constitution based values is that the title of the book no 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 oh that's okay I, the description that's of the book description. <laughs> yeah that's crazy man and then it says in american marxism levin explains how the core elements of marxist ideology are now persuasive in american society and culture from our schools the press the corporations to hollywood to democratic party to the biden presidency huh it's just showing how how everything's kind of like sneaking in yeah and to see i could so I, if yeah. i order that book i'd read it, right it and then i would just be you see in our schools and Marxism. That would be a good point to get out after, yeah. Yeah. It's it like, because it could go either way with that too. Because like you think about, you're trying to expose the, the mainstream of what's happening. Yeah. But then there could be the opposite side where someone's in the mainstream, like being like really fighting for social justice and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then that, they could just be consumed by it too as well. Yeah. It's like everything that you say, all of a sudden it triggers someone and they're going off on you. What <laughs> You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. I just, to me, like, I can't wait for Aquas Nations to be liberated. Yeah. But then the other side of me is scared because I don't know how that would look. Would it be extremist? I hope not. I right? pray to the Lord that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I know a lot of um, First Nations people who go to university suddenly become extremists mm-hmm. yeah. in the culture, right? And yeah. then there's so much hate for uh, uh, what happened to us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that hatred that gets carried eventually. And like distrust and all yeah. that mistrust. And yeah. yeah. When I think, to me, the message should be uh, we should show our resilience, resiliency and our forgiveness. Yeah. And really working for reconciliation for First Nation business. Uh-huh. You know, all this like pulling us up. But to me, I'm thinking like, you're not, you're, that's not happening. There seems to be even greater divide I see with yeah. Yeah, no what kidding. goes on, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, it kind of sucks. 
because yeah. I don't I don't want what happened in the United States to happen in Canada because yeah. all of a sudden we're like wicked burning down buildings <laughs> and no, no, no. rioting and Molotov cocktails and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But you see it happening, right? Yeah. I think already for that John A. McDonald statue in Regina, mm-hmm. they kept on painting its hands red, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Which is a really good, you know what? Let's just let's just change the the direction then of that. Let's just say this man did a lot of bad, right? Yeah. Let's just talk about that for yeah. reconciliation, saying like, but we do not want to go back to this part in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, build relationships with First Nations. Yeah. I think you know that's the good thing yeah. too because if you if you tore down all the John A. McDonalds and w- wiped out John A. McDonald off the do you have a dollar bill yeah or the five dollar or something like that um you <laughs> Don Diego um you would you would basically kind of wipe out the memory of John A. McDonald exactly and what and he did and what he did yeah. so. 30, 40, 50 years down the road when our grandchildren are coming alive. They don't know who John A. McDonald yeah. was, yeah. what he mandated, what he wanted. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's it, that whole thing could happen it's all over again exactly. with First Nations people. And that's what generally what happens sometimes is history repeats, repeats itself, itself, but yeah. in a different kind of way, right? But yeah. it's still the same thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that to me, I'm thinking like, yeah, let's have these statues up. I'm not that type of First Nations to want to, I want to be like, no, let's just change the narrative. That's mm-hmm. yeah. the word I'm like, let's change the narrative. Yeah, so speak they the real know. truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look at me. Look at, I could just geek out on this. <laughs> 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 it's so interesting. <laughs> but I was reading, I'm kind of, I'm stepped into uh, that book about uh, the uh, Northwest Territory, Saskatchewan and Manitoba treaties. I stepped into that mm-hmm. book and, and uh, you could see how a lot of when they talk about First Nations and how First Nations really uh, were, they were about family, they were about inclusion, they wanted everybody to know, right, what mm-hmm. was going on. But then there was this ideology that um, these treaty people made to say like, well, we'll give you this, no one needs to know. This could be for you. No one needs to know, right? When a lot of the warriors and the chiefs were like, no, we want to take this back and share this with our family. No, no one needs to know. This part's for you. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll treat you differently because you're the leaders. And they're like, no, no, no. We want to take this. We want to take this back to our family. And they're like, no, no, no. Come back here. If if you give this away, they're not going to get more of it. Then see, all of a sudden it was starting to get kind of indoctored a little bit, right? For that greed part to mm-hmm. where fr- when you read in the beginning first nations did not have they would want to come they wanted to talk and then they okay okay what's the treaty and then they would want to go back and tell their families they actually want to go to the women and be like this is what's at the table and then the women could be like, mm, you know yeah. and then because the women were the ones keeping the t- the, the home keeping the children like being the teachers right mm-hmm. and then the men were the ones who would go out and hunt and fish and fight and everything provide and there was that harmony between them and then all of a sudden when these people started coming and pushing first nations there's just this discord i find in family and and the the groups but also back in the day it was just family groups hey and Mm -hmm. now i understand first nations there's now it's just different there's different family groups and everything but Mm -hmm. but it was just the the book I'm reading I could really I can only take it for a little bit 
I, you know, I could read a couple treaties and then I have to put it away because I'm like, Lord God, I don't want, you know, this like anger to rise up in my heart. You need to like, you know, if I need to release forgiveness or whatever, I need to walk through through this time. But what I really wanted to know was intent. What was the intent? And, and when you read this book, you could see the intent was we'll just get them to sign this and and we'll just kind of push them away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And but we're how trusting and and i don't know good work ethic to me i'm thinking like man when i read about prior first nations in that area era man like warriors like wow like then i want then i think like wow lord god like you've created us to be warriors to be fighters to be family groups to be Mm -hmm. family orientated and i take all of this but then i see where where little by little they wanted to deconstruct all of that because that was strength right Mm -hmm. Uh oh man it's that's what i think i was even telling david i said i can only take it for a little while then i have to put it away because i could feel you know i want to also i want to get indoctrinated 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 yeah with like anger and this is what you did to me Uh and and you owe me and then i said you know then i have to like no i need to like a lot of discernment going through this but oh that kind of sucks too because like you think that's happening inside universities with young people who don't know how to center their emotions and stuff like that you know yeah gets angry yeah then then not that's where you know where i'm understanding wow this is why a lot of us first not a lot of us, but a lot of first na- educated First Nations come all very angry, and then they mm. don't want to work together, right? And they're like, uh, "We need, well, let's take the good things that you know." I don't know. Lord, help us. <laughs> <laughs> I often wonder about that too, because um, people call talk about decolonizing and stuff, and w- what does that look like, and then um, to what degree do we decolonize as first nations like do do we go to like do do people want the country back and to be run by first nations Mm. and to us to have all the capital when it comes to all because i think like that's part of the treaties too um is that um they're supposed to get uh, a cut of what's mined and Yep, and yep. farmed exactly but it's not happening um the one treaty i read oh i forget which was it the selkirk or it was the next one they um made a treaty and it was like we're gonna mine and we're gonna log here and right now we'll give you per head rate five hundred dollars per head and this will be annual per year right yeah. I I'm I'm totally massacring the numbers. I'm totally. Uh, well, let's just acknowledge that that it's actually just, happened. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm totally massacring <laughs> the numbers, but it. I don't know them either. Yeah, so uh, but right. So then it was like, and every year we will give you and your nation, the tribes around here, a cut of what we're making. Yeah. And so they paid out first initial payout. And it didn't happen after and that. And that was it. Oh, yeah. Then it was like, oh, you made that treaty with um, um, another guy. Because yeah. this was a Selkirk, a Selkirk treaty. I'm guessing it was in Manitoba. And then they made this treaty with the river, right? That big river that goes through. Yeah. I don't know what the river is called. But uh, 
you have will give you an annuity of money to your nation, to your people. And then then when it came back time to like, okay, well, what was our annual payout? And then it sneakily got like, oh, we'll pay you this. You can give your people if you want. And then all of a sudden it was like nothing. No. Then I was like, oh, no. Like, you know, you read it and you're like, no, this is where, you know, take it and just kind of gather it for yourself. This is where that maybe peace came in. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> reading it because right you're reading it from like nowadays perspective where it's like it's never been honored mm -hmm. so to me i'm thinking like with these land claims tle and everything they've written it all out what the intent was but never honored so this is proof right here that this is why there is payout or you know yeah. why they owe but yet still not paying right mm -hmm. in terms uh -huh. of right uh how much they should should have they should be giving because they made a lot of these people million million right inherited wealth yeah. and to their families and everything that to where you look at uh, now at, at first nations right now what do we inherit you know what what is our inheritance yeah. from the treaties five dollars a year and i haven't even got mine for the past three years canada's been shut down yeah. <laughs> But right, that because that's supposed to be for us to like live on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that what can five dollars buy now? I'm thinking like man, a drink now is like two seventy nine. Like if I want a diet pop, it's two seventy nine. That's what and you can get with your treaty money, yeah. And then it's like twenty cents for the eco or whatever, right? So it's like three something after yeah. plus tax. It's like crazy. I know. There needs to be someone outside that's like asking these questions, eh? And like, wondering, do you, either of you care about decolonizing? Do you want to decolonize? You know what that means? Like to go back? Well, I don't know. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah. what does decolonizing really mean? Yeah. Like, what do these people expect when they're like, let's decolonize? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like, a lot of people could have different opinions on what that means. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't think we can really decolonize because we already come so far. But I think there has to be like some sort of agreement where, you know, we are treated equally or we have these equal opportunities uh -huh. as the quote unquote white man or whatever. Yeah. Because like how just like how Kelly was saying that all these people inherited this wealth from these mining companies, logging companies, even like the farmers yeah. because they came, got to pick their little plot of land. And now look at these farmers get passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And it's like, well, what did we get? Exactly. <laughs> it's like put into a portion of land. Our, our land that we were given is not, not even belong to us. It's not ours. Yeah. No. And it keeps getting cut down and cut down and cut down to like what size it is now because yeah. of how the original size of Kitskus was like up to like Swan River or something like that. Yeah. And down oh yeah. to That's right, eh? Togo. And then there's like Cody's there, which was like way farther, and yeah. key and everything, uh -huh. the key, and it's like, well, what, what do they expect from like decolonizing? I guess yeah. it's like what, what I want to be like up, go up to people and be like, what do you want from this? Like mm. the ones that are kind of like fighting, fighting for, that. for it. Yeah, exactly. it's like, well, what do you expect from it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, because like to me, when I first started hearing about decolonizing, I I thought people like they wanted to go back to the old ways and living off mm -hmm. the land. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. 
You really want to go back. You understand how hard that is. That's a lot of work. You got to be like a nomadic person (laughs) traveling all over the place. And then every day you have to get your food for yourself. Not going to the grocery store. No, I don't. (laughs) See, that's why I'm like, if if that's what decolonizing means, I don't want to decolonize. I'll happily be colonized in that section. Like I own my house right now, making payments on it. Yeah, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm colonized, whatever. Yeah. But like, I like, cause is that to the point that what some people want to go to decolonizing? Cause you think about it, like we're not the only people to be colonized inside this world. No, no. it's been happening for millennium, yeah. man. Yeah, colonization's been around for you know it's old. Yeah. Um, I was talking with Clyde, and he was talking about how his country got de- uh, colonized like three times. Wow. Um, they said they were colonized by. Spain, and then they were colonized oh by yeah, Japan. Right. There's like um, Gonzalez and yeah, like they got real those Mexican yeah. and like Spanish names there. Because you, yeah, I wondered that too, and I was like, why do they have like they sound like Mexicans? Like yeah. they, you know the 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 names. Yeah. And I was like, was there Mexicans that were colonized? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. But um, he said that, and and now they they actually, the Filipino people, their country is theirs. Japan colonized it for a short while too, yeah. and th- whenever you see that colonizing, they go for the resources. That's what they're there for. Mm. They're 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 like they're they're trying to find something. So they went and kind of like did in a lot of the resources, I guess, in in Philippines. And once it was gone, they like didn't really care. So now Philippines is back to their own country, and they don't have the the rich amount of resources that they did before. Mm. So I was asking them, I was like, well, you know, w- what do you, what do you think that that can it change? Can your country be well off? Like he didn't really see that it could because and I was like, what would you call like what what could your one export be then that would go out to the world that can make it a rich resource country? And he was actually saying like people. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. Filipino people. Mm-hmm. Awesome humor. Yeah. yeah. Good food. Good They're food. like They're very <coughs> hard working. Um, hard working yeah. and like really like what's it like a serving yeah. No kidding. Very yeah, servant helpful. spirit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I worked with one man, my favorite person to work uh-huh. with. Very accommodating, right? And yeah. very made me feel very important. But yet I knew when we seen each other, both faces light up because we would just have fun. Like yeah. the humor and the laughing and the talking. And I told him, like, man, you remind me of just another like first nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you get the humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and um so like saying all that i i i think that you know first nations in canada can decolonize to that point where like maybe it means that we have our country back it's it, to me if if we're to be decolonized it means bringing us to the table then yeah having that ownership would be, yeah that would be my decolonization would be they're inviting us then yeah right making decisions on yeah. this cuz uh uh, another kind of like little funny way colonization creeps through to even our service level like uh, as me and kelly is like ytc workers and you'll find that all the services that go out to the first nations they always have stipulations on them on yeah. the way that 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 is supposed to how run it's done. how yeah. it's done and it's like without actually knowing the way first nations people families work the 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 culture works yeah. It's like, no, you're going to do this on my standards, exactly. not your own standards. Yeah. Rather than like, le- it would have been better if 
it was 50-50 decided how those services, that money was going to be dispersed and how it's going to be used and how it's going to be reported back to, right? Mm -hmm. And how it's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. Because my biggest gripe working in the tribal council is that we have our feet in two of those worlds. Yeah. One is the First Nations world where we're on la- on the land with the people. And the other world is, is the government world where we have to have all these reportings and numbers. And it doesn't matter the quality of the services that yeah. you're giving as long as you're reporting back numbers. Yeah. And that bugs me so much because when it comes down to it, what matters is people and how you treat them and how you connect with them. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming and doing a presentation with the youth and I don't know these youth at all, they don't know me. And I come in and I'm, I'm deliver a presentation on uh, addictions and I do my slides, addictions, addictions, addictions is 10 slide. Okay. See you guys later. Do you think they got any of that stuff at all? No. Probably not. No. But if I had been in the reserve, you know, day after day after day. Let's say I've been in Kisikus for two weeks straight. Yeah. And it looks like I'm there goofing off and stuff. But no, I'm trying to get to know all the people I'm there. I'm trying to build, build relationships. Yeah. yeah. Building rapport, building relationships. But you can't do that. Because First Nations are built on trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about community and people and family, yeah. trust. Yeah. You know, influence, all that type of stuff. But you can't do that with when you're working for... Uh, agency or uh, organization where it's all about your reporting back and it's like oh you spent two weeks on in this reserve it's like what did you yep. do there and i was like well, i sat around that. and i drank coffee with people <laughs> and, I, yeah. and, and it's like you can't do that you gotta be pro where's your programming where's your programming where's this where's that and it's like you don't understand that's yeah. how you connect that's how you get the information across to another person mm-hmm. so that's what bugs me about the, w- the way we're kind of like providing our services exactly. it's like you're 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 trying to have your feet in two different worlds and we feel that like exactly. w- when we're coming to work and i kind of you know that stresses me out a yep, little yep. bit because i want to be like just get your stop breathing down my neck let me do my job and i'll do it way better than you could ever expect if you exactly. just let me do that yeah. yeah when it becomes passion not mandated yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know what i mean that's that's you could say that that's colonialism there you go yeah, that's an effect of colonialism. So down the to line. decolonize that position would be bringing us to the table and saying, "How do you see this program, and how do you see this program?" Right. And then it'd be like, "It's building relationship." And for me, my program, it'd be like, "I'm pretty smart at when I know when I'm being used, uh-huh. jerked around, or when a family is really in need." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know how to discern that. Yeah. But yet they're saying like, "You as a coordinator, no, you're not." you cannot decide that yep. and i'm like no i know when someone's bsing me mm-hmm. and i know when someone's really in need yeah so like how come i can't you know but of course again it's a numbers game numbers. how much how much could you bust out are you needed mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know what i mean and that's where i'm like 370 i guess i'm needed <laughs> <laughs> in the first month yeah you know i'll bust out these numbers but yet now I feel like now that I have my numbers, I feel like now I could really not. I'm not saying I pick and choose. I don't. I'll mm-hmm. take every client rate that I can. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, who needs the help? Who needs me more than, you know, Yeah. who needs my my expertise, I guess. Yeah. So I was thinking, man, this is my third year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so for for myself, that's like colonialism and if we could decolonize that's one way we could decolonize we is the services decolonize isc 
Indigenous Services Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And no. <laughs> I don't know what that. HB. <laughs> Non-insured <laughs> health, health benefits. benefits. Yeah, I still yeah. don't understand those things. They're meant to be so like. You know, we're <laughs> entitled to like glasses. You know, like I know every two years, every twenty-four months, yeah. but mm-hmm. the glasses on my face, I paid for all by myself. Not even for what I pay for for insurance. Yeah. I bought them because my other glasses were old; they're falling apart. But yet, right? I'm not even. I am not even entitled to that treaty right of glasses. Like you know what I uh-huh. mean? Or even from my job also, I got to sit in on their health benefits meeting. Oh and yeah. I was saying I'm paying like a hundred, over a hundred every paycheck for these services here that I'm getting denied constantly. So why am I paying for these? I got denied glasses. I got denied my teeth. I got denied um, my medication. I got denied. Um, I wanted a little, doot, like oh yeah, those little sugar checkers, yeah. yeah. That was like that sticks to you, because I will not, for the love of God, I will not poke my fingers. Because I can't, it'll take me an hour. I'm sitting there like, do I want to feel this pain <laughs> for uh-huh. some blood? And I won't, right? So it was, she put me on that and I must had like three sensors. But then they're like, oh, the benefits will cover. So as soon as I went to go try access these benefits, they denied me. So I was right mad. I was like, I pay a lot of money. Well, why are you getting denied then? Because like I got, because yeah. I, I got half of my glasses covered. And, and well, of course the indigenous uh whatever it is don't cover a whole lot for my yeah. glasses but the rest of mine i had to pay a little bit on top of yeah. it like out of pocket mm-hmm. i think yeah, yeah. but that's because your frames were a lot yeah and it's because we have like wide faces yeah. and they don't make glasses no for wide faces and yeah, so like we have to like pay out so much so much frames. yeah for these frames yeah but like how come you're getting denied then if we're getting that's what that why i went to the be- meeting and oh, i was okay. like why am i constantly getting denied yeah. And I even, I said, I even tried to access my husband's, but my husband's covers him 100%. I said, but very limited on his family services. Like, I'm like, so I'm telling Dylan, you don't pay, don't pay for yours, right? Be- I don't need glasses and they're very limited on my teeth and stuff like that. Hmm. And I just, to me, I, I was very frustrated, right? And she's like, can you please like, um, can you please like send me and i said i gave her all my information and i said you need to see why i'm constantly getting denied at the pharmacy at every place i go when i try to show my benefits they say that i'm they say no right away i said so why am i paying i don't want to pay and then trevor was there and aj was there and that's why when today when i was talking about in service i was like not necessarily are they not they're not my enemies but all of a sudden they heard that i was having such trouble with the services and then they were upset on my behalf and now aj's looking into it right where i don't have to be the one fighting, the one yeah. fighting. now it's kind of went beyond and then uh even tribal chief was there and she heard and she's like why don't we sit down with n non-insured health benefits like why are they not holding their parts for the bargain something like oh man that we should walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kelly, organize that walk. Yeah. Yeah. Got some t-shirts made. Go get the permit. Uh, get the t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Order them. Put in the PO. And all of a sudden, it just gets put on. Just gets put on me. But right, I'd be so passionate about it, right? Because I feel like I'm hitting a lot of roadblocks and it's yeah. bothering me. To me, I was like, I pay a lot of money every mm-hmm. check for this. Yeah. And for the past three years, I've been working here. 
a hundred bucks for the past three years. So that's like a hundred dollars, 26 or no, 52, no, 26 paychecks a year yeah. for a hundred bucks for the last three years. I've been paying you guys a lot of money mm-hmm. for me to be getting denied. Like that's what I told her, right? And that's why I did. I was like, do the math and you will not pay 1100 for a crown. I've never asked for anything. I don't mean like a crown on my head, but I mean like on my tooth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just had to I make sure for the listeners. for a crown because God gives me a crown. I'm a princess. I'm a princess. No, it's like, don't <laughs> let your kids get their tongue pierced. I, have, I cracked my molar. And now ever since I've cracked my molar, I've had troubles with that tooth. Like uh-huh. now I need like a new crown, right? I've already had a crown on it, but they're only good for five years or so you need to get a replacement and i'm kind of at that place where this other one's kind of falling apart it's cracking right yeah there's some and i don't know i think i might bite my cheek or grind my teeth at night but in the morning sometimes it's just radiating pain but it's just because i'm like i must be it's on that one crown yeah Yeah, and Mm -hmm. then so i've been trying to get it replaced and uh, like you know non-insured won't cover it and then they said the only way non-insured will cover it is if you fully crack that tooth Kelly and I can't imagine fully cracking my tooth and then being like now I need now I need it like the pain mm-hmm. I'm like that's too crazy <laughs> I'm like man this needs to be a grassroots level you know just start paying for your stuff for us then. <laughs> <laughs> there's even one where they don't pay for there's some kind of test that could test for like mouth cancer and you think if the non-insured would pay for a test for mouth cancer or to see if anything, that they would save a lot of money other than the cancer treatment they yeah. would probably have to be covered, oh yeah, right? So prevent- yeah. There you go. And I'm like, why? That's the most dumbest thing to me. Mm-hmm. I would try and prevent stuff from getting more expensive. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, yeah, it, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um I want to like recap the whole decolonizing <laughs> thing. Um, so for Beverly, decolonizing to you that looks like a equal. No, no, no. You say it. You said it better yourself. I forget what I said, <laughs> but it was something something about equality, like having the same opportunities as our non-indigenous counterparts. Yeah. And just like yeah, just the same yeah. opportunity opportunities. I know, like, there is a lot of, like, similar opportunities, but it's because of, um, like, the inheritances, different inheritances. Right. Like, we don't get to inherit a whole lot. No. Mm. We don't get a leg up almost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there's these other ones that grew up on farms that their grand great-great-grandparents like founded yeah like well i think like a lot of people were actually just given land right exactly. they're like because yeah. they wanted to develop canada so yeah. it was like sent over like Things scottish over. and french yeah. and ukrainian people come develop this land and so they're given land and i'm sure that wasn't easy for them to do like you think yeah. about it back in the 30s and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. i don't know back in the day great depression great depression so trying to work through that and people are starving to death and whatnot and they must have worked really hard to get that and then build that up for their kids but we did not get that opportunity to as well. It's like you live on this reserve. Can you farm it? Yeah, no. They can. They can. They did well, really well. But then well, they no, no, you're talking about oh. file hills and stuff. Okay. A lot of other First Nations, w- they got their stuff taken away from them right. when they started. And pushed into like yeah. non-farmable kind of land. Yeah. 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 So you give them the yeah. garbage land and do whatever you can with that. 
And guess what? If you um, that land at the end of the day, it's not going to be yours. You can't give it to your kids. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's owned by who's it owned by? The crown. The crown. Yeah. So it's owned by the crown. It's not even the indigenous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, man. So. <laughs> and also to um, another big part of decolonizing, I guess, is I think would be healing from the trauma from the residential schools. Yeah. The sixties group. Um, just getting forced into reser- reserves yeah. with the, what do they call them? Those passes they had to get from the Indian oh, agents. agents. Yeah. Yeah. Just healing from all that because like we are healing, but I feel like there's still a lot more needs to be done. Yes. More um, services that need to be offered to indigenous people because there's still a lot of like people that don't trust the like the white man i guess because uh-huh. of the residential school and stuff yeah and yeah because there's so much alcoholism and drug addiction and everything that's yeah. all from kind of almost like kind of revert you can trace it back to the roots of all the trauma and stuff that are from 60s group and residential school yeah all those things mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of healing would be part of decolonizing i totally agree with that too it would also be it i also want to add in there like a change of attitude Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people let's say the there's a lot of moniao who come and want to work for first nations organizations but they still come with this idea uh is it like a savior complex yeah like they're rescuing us yeah Yeah. and and to me because i see it uh it bugs me the most to yeah. to think that then right away I get soured and I'm like, I don't want a relationship with you. So can you imagine me working in that environment? How then do our First Nations feel feel about them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they think like, oh, we're hardly not getting any people out there. And I'm thinking like, hmm, do I say why? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're coming out here with a savior complex and you're not actually asking the people what they need. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you know building relationships? Relationship. I mean, that's yeah, really. Sh- I think yeah. the very first thing is to build relationships. Yeah. That's that's. I just I just feel that so much. I I, I know firsthand what relationships can do yeah. for people and the effectiveness of the job that you're doing, and uh, people know it's like you see stuff that you don't like the, the the ways you were raised up aren't the same way that these people are acting in front yeah. of you. Yeah. I I seen it one time when I I uh, we went out with a. Uh, a student who was from like some like addictions psychology kind of program and and sat with uh, one of our our programs and we went out to one of the communities and they were <laughs> I gotta admit it's kind of a little bit nasty but I find it funny more than anything they were doing a neck bone eating contest and um, this this uh, Muniakwe was was the student and she looked at it and she was like oh so gross so disgusting this is like horrible you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time here's the funny thing though we had this discussion she just talked about you know oppression and all this kind of stuff <laughs> and like in uh um microaggressions and all this stuff but it's like y- do you even know what first nations people go through do you even know what real oppression is mm-hmm. and and you know what I some people just want to be in that space where i'm oppressed yeah. Let's find a level of oppression that yeah. I fall into. Whereas, if you want to hear about real oppression, talk to First Nations people. 
and hear the stories from residential school and, and the reserves and yeah. uh, the past system and all these things, all that kind of stuff. So I, I just found that so funny. It's like these people, the way they live and the way they act is different the way that you live and you act and the way you were raised. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. What you're seeing, some people having this neck bone eating contest and I, I was laughing at I I recorded it and I gotta admit yeah it's kind of nasty but it's it's funny and people are just coming together yeah. and they're like you know sucking back these neck bones and, and neck stuff bones are good they're actually pretty <laughs> darn good yeah <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of meat on them but it's kind of like eating chicken wings and that kind of stuff yeah there's a lot of slurping yeah <laughs> so like to me that 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 kind of adds to what you're talking about yeah. you know because it's uh, you just hear it like all all the time and just say you know i, I don't want to be adding to any more division but i just see it the way i see it it's like yeah. i see a lot of munyasak and they come in from the universities talking about how oppression and all this kind of stuff they come with their real like terminology and microaggressions and then you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then they don't understand where first nations people who are truly oppressed exactly. are coming from but then they're looking for their own levels of oppression. Yeah. I'm a woman. I'm oppressed. I'm a transgender. I'm oppressed. I'm this and that. Yeah. And it's like and I could relate to you. I could relate to you. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's like no, no you, you you can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> were your grandparents forced from their homes yeah. to go live in these schools where they were beaten and said you sexually can't abused. sexually yeah. abused? You can't speak your language. Every time you speak your language, I'm gonna slap you on the hands and the face, whatever it is. Exactly. Horrible, th like these little punishments and all this kind of stuff. And now you're finding all these bodies, you know what I mean, all yeah. over the place? No, you can't. You can't see eye to eye, like, with, you can't sympathize, or you can't, what was the word you were saying? Sorry. Um, I see where, I can feel how you're feeling. I don't know, what was that whole thing you said? Sure. I'm totally butchering it now. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's like, you, you, you can't, Yeah. you know, put yourself in that place because that's, mm -hmm. that's not the same thing. Right. It's totally not the same thing. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, uh, to me, that's when, when to, like, I sit there and I'm thinking, like, you're not getting the response you want. Yeah. Like, do you want to know the truth of why you're not really, you're not being really successful in this agency? Yeah. Right? I yeah. want to, but uh -huh. I'm thinking, like, nah. Well, you know, and that's, and that's in the end. <laughs> that's not my, that's not my place. <laughs> I don't know if it matters yeah. to some people. It's like, the success is the numbers. Exactly. The success is not you know if what you did is affecting those people mm -hmm. after you know what i mean like that that program that you just did is it really speaking to those people are they going to be changed after that mm -hmm. are they not going to choose the drugs or not going to choose the whatever it is you know yeah, yeah. no it doesn't matter i got my numbers <laughs> and i, I want to make it shut up <laughs> <laughs> do people like you <laughs> can you relate yes, uh, to the people <laughs> yeah showed up no one likes you you know david said he wasn't going to be very a part of this conversation yeah. but Praise I kind of woke Lord. up. Yeah, I was like so <laughs> got him excited talking about Marxism. <laughs> yeah, you got me into. It. You just gotta speak my language. That's all, yeah. and you pull me into it. Because that language is my language. I could wicked get on that topic, and I'll <laughs> yeah. be like ordering the book. And I'll yeah. be like, guess what else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a funny how we moved into this topic, but it's very interesting though, because it's, it's like because we all have similar but different experiences with this whole thing you know because mm -hmm. like 
I don't know if I could say that I experience racism like some other people have experienced in their life. I feel like I'm so blessed not to have experienced racism. Um, do you not experience it, or did you become numb to experiencing Ooh. it? Well, meow, 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 <laughs> because I think about that sometimes. Yeah. How you know, there's people always posting about how they got followed around a yeah. store. Yeah, and like I find that you know sometimes I do notice, and I'm like, are they following me, or are they just kind of like on the same path as I am? Yeah, or is it like something totally different than? like yeah. racism you know what i mean right yeah and and to be honest with you i don't know yeah i've uh, I, I would say i've never had a feeling for racism period so i've never been numbed it's like because i was r- raised not to be thinking like that mm-hmm. it's like my parents didn't you know pre um package me with a chip on my shoulder or anything like. yeah so they weren't like they didn't sit me in the side of me like when you go out there, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. white people are going to hate you. You know, it's kind of yeah. because <laughs> of your skin color and you got to stick up for yourself and you got to be tough. Dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because to me, that's that's my question at the end of the day, like because I don't feel like I get treated very well by like people out there, period. Mm-hmm. But it's like, does that have to do with my gender if mm-hmm. m- because I'm a male? Does that have to do with me being six foot four person? Mm. Does it have to be me the way I dress and stuff yeah. like that with the dreadlocks, or does it have to be mean? Uh, does it have to be because of my skin color? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could be very well experiencing racism every single day, but I just don't know. I I think about this one story at this job I used to work at, <coughs> and after I was done working there, and my boss or whatever, and she came up to me and she's like, "I can't believe how much systematic racism you guys put up with there." And I was like, what? I don't think I've experienced it there. But because she was higher up, I think she's seen a lot yeah. more and heard a lot more about how they were talking about us um, workers like on the floor and stuff. And so I think she like experienced a lot of it. But to me, it was like, it was just another job. I didn't notice any different. Right. I, I don't know if per se myself, I'm a little more fair <laughs> skin. <laughs> and I was had blonde hair at one time like right yeah. and wear colored contacts right now i'm just kind of embracing my natural color and and allergies <laughs> my eyes or whatever and and well i paid a lot of money for his glasses right i'm gonna freaking wear them <laughs> that's how i felt oh uh, that's how i feel and um so i've not necessarily have i experienced much but when i was younger and i faced culture shock of going to school in a big city of Regina. Mm-hmm. There was all different oh, yeah. kind of multicultural people there. Um, like I remember my best friend, one of my best friends was from Bosnia. My other best friend, she was a McPhee and she was like, she could trace her lineage right back to Scotland. Like we were just, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm, I'm Indian, right? No, not Indian. I'm first nation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like dances with wolves. Cause that's the only indoctrination of being an indian i thought mm-hmm. at the time was dances yeah. with wolves right so i was like i'm that kind of indian not knowing that i was soto thinking i was lakota <laughs> 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 but right i was like i'm indian or whatever and everyone's like oh cool but then to move to um the reserve from being growing up in the city to the reserve and then realizing i was first nation mm-hmm. then going from the reserve because I got bullied. I got bullied going to the First Nation school. 
stuff got stolen from me shoes backpacks sweaters i didn't realize that the clothing maybe my parents were buying me were kind of better than you know other i didn't realize that but that's what happened to me and then going from that getting bullied kind of like not having a really good time at the first nation school then moving to a white school thinking like oh wow we all play with each other here right Mm -hmm. but then first day of school saying you're indian yeah we don't play with indians and then that's when I was like, whoa, I'm First Nations and I'm different. That's yeah, when I, that's that's when when I realized, realized. That's yeah. when I realized I was, must have been about 11. I, yeah. Oh, I'm different. I didn't realize I was different. I didn't realize I could only talk and I could only play. I could only <coughs> hang out with this group. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then had to learn very quick to adapt, like adapt to um the slang mm-hmm. like they didn't know the whole time i was in um Monial school in the city i was learning french mm-hmm. i knew french i could when i was younger i could say the weather i could say what day of the week it was the month i could like speak you know like little like you know like sentences in french then to be like oh this this girl's first nations put her into soto not knowing i was soto mm-hmm. right like then learning soto learning you know, Pagaquan, this chicken. <laughs> 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 and like, you know, like learning all these other, like that's the, the only thing I really carried uh, for language wise. But like, um, but that, that was probably the most racism is realizing after how white people in Kamsak are. I'm going to say that. I don't even care, right? White people in Kamsak and in this area are kind of, we went for breakfast this morning and, and if you guys know how Dill looks, he looks like a white guy, but yet everyone and I felt everyone in that restaurant was staring at me, and I was thinking like, they must be thinking this. Who's this white guy, and why is he with that Indian girl? And then we drove the Mercury, right? So it's kind of kind of resy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was thinking like, oh my goodness, still we should have rolled up in the truck, like maybe nobody was there. And I was like, I don't want to come back, but yeah, Dill, who didn't experience anything, was like, this is good food, we should come back right mm-hmm. and i was like yeah. i don't know if i want to come back <laughs> to me to me I, if i have to ask the question how do they treat indian people there mm-hmm. then that's if i could decon decolonize that aspect that i don't have to ask anybody how do they treat indians there our yeah. first nations indigenous whatever we're going to call ourselves yeah like if i don't have to ask that question because at a very young age i had to learn to ask that question how do they how are they going to treat me like so like you, to decolonize in another aspect is to basically walk into any place and feel like it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like yeah. you got your $5 bills, the same amount as somebody else's $5 yeah. bill. They're going to accept it there. You know, not this, you know, $5 bill for exactly. treaty, but like, you know, $100 <laughs> bill, whatever it is, your money yeah. is as good as it's anyone good else's money. It doesn't I, matter how you look going inside there. Yeah. And now I even feel like I need to spend money right because i'll feel that guilt if i walk into a store yeah, and i'm like i'm oh, starting I can't to, find, you know i can't find what i'm looking for mm-hmm. and then i'm like feeling like oh they're gonna think i walked in here and stole something i better just buy gum or chips or something right and at least it looks like i'm buying something yeah yeah i know um when i was since i was a kid i always had that like to to be like i gotta make sure that i'm not taking anything inside this store mm-hmm. like this if i just got a toy from a different store and then i'm going to this other one my parents tell me leave that inside the car otherwise yeah. they're gonna think that you stole that thing and they could have been 
basically combating you know racism (laughs) or something like that when they told me that but they didn't explain that to me it's like it's because you're brown skin no they never my parents never said that kind of stuff but i remember having that and i still kind of have that to this day and it kind of starts spiking up again um being careful of walking around kind of place because that time we went to walmart remember beverly and we didn't have bags Mm -hmm. and that greeter was like there's like probably like three three times we went to Walmart and we came and we just had like one or two things and we we're walking out the store and the greeter seen us coming from afar and you can see her stand up and come walking towards us and she's like, I need to see a receipt. I need to see proof that you purchased what oh. you had. Yeah. And then it was just because we didn't have bags because yep. we'd see her and we'd have a bag and we'd walk by her and she didn't say yeah. anything. Yeah. And I was like, so in order to steal from the store, you just need a Walmart bag. bag. <laughs> Very smart. (laughs) But yeah, it happened like probably like three times. Yeah. And then now I make sure and like hold my receipt out. Like not even to like, (laughs) not even like to like show that, like hold it up facing her, but just to make it visible so that if I'm not having a bag or something from the store, that I did purchase it and that I have the receipt. Yeah. Which is very funny because Walmart held a mini powwow. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. To try yeah. and like reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are still like trying yeah. to check my receipts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so no, that's funny. So like these little events, do they really even mean yeah, anything? Yeah, do they do anything? Or is it just like a token? Like we we showed. We did our yeah, part. We're we not racist. Part. Yeah, we're not racist. But uh, no bag. Let me see your receipt. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of like because um, every time I go to Walmart, and it's like i don't like darn getting bags all the time because they're gonna end up under my sink or you know all over the place another plastic bag so we used to be good at taking things the bags in all the time yeah but But then then covid COVID happened happened it's like you you can't bring your own bags anymore i know because they made you pay for your bag and yeah. then, and then, so you brought in your reusable one to not pay the bag price, yeah. mm-hmm. and then also COVID hit, and it was like you had to buy the bag. I know for a little while they're like, "We're not yeah, charging, we're not charging," but then they're like, "We're losing too much money." Or I remember overhearing at Superstore that people were getting too worse and taking lots of bags, <gasps> oh. which is dumb because like, why would you want to take a bunch of yeah. shopping <laughs> bags? What are you gonna do with those? You sell them outside in a trunk, <laughs> ten cents each. <laughs> <laughs> to even more in yeah. inflation. <laughs> How about I give you three for ten? <laughs> You're getting one for you. Yeah. So yeah, but that's I just remember. But then we we just try to take stuff out just because like it's okay. We can carry a couple things in our hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but then we kind of stopped. It was just like one greeter actually. Yeah, one, specific one specific greeter, greeter at Walmart that would check that our little old man. <laughs> just no, 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 that guy's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's at Superstore now. I think he's both. Oh, he's yeah. both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's his name again? I can't remember. Shout out. Shout out Darren. Darren, yeah. I once saw him. He's friendly guy. Yeah, I saw him at wrestling one time at one of the schools <laughs> and he was just yelling around <laughs> in the bleachers. <laughs> I used to go to Anytime Fitness uh-huh. and he must have signed up there at Anytime Fitness too. But the whole time there, he visited with everybody and never did never I see d- him. Never did <laughs> 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 so his little membership is just to go, go hang just out to go hang little out. social club yeah there also too there was an old man there i don't even think he dressed up he just an old white man friendliest oldest white man but he would just walk around and he would talk to you and 
but never also a couple times you'd see him with a little weed (laughs) (laughs) but then he'd put it yeah then he'd be like oh yeah man you've been on this i remember one time he's like you've been on this treadmill for like half hour you've been doing very well he's like you've been straight jogging this is when i started jogging and i was like yeah thank you and i was just running he's like good job i'm so proud of you like you know what i mean and i was like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> this guy's made me feel really good yeah. <laughs> I was jogging. yeah and then i told dill i said i don't even think he like changes or anything he just comes in and just visits everybody he'll do a <laughs> couple curls and then he's done <laughs> yeah. yeah one for my workout honey oh. yeah well i know i think i don't know if dill talked to him or i don't know who talked to him but i think he was just a single his wife passed away. Oh, okay. He was just trying to like, he, I'm just trying to like, so I don't, you lose muscle mass and no. everything, but he didn't uh. really do anything. But I was thinking like, I think he just does it to like socialize. It? Yeah. yeah. It's like you see all those old folks that are in the food court all the time, you know, mm-hmm. they don't even buy anything half of the time. Don't get any of the food. Maybe they're some coffee. Coffee or something. Maybe they'll get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> some of them have their own thermoses from home and they're sitting there <laughs> and they're just all sitting around visiting all day. A and W used to have Yorkton is the worst. Yorkton just has a lot of old old people. Yeah, they are grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. We're we're just at Trafond. There's a bunch of old folk there too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yorkton's just an old person. I think it is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the place a lot of people just go and retire. And of course, there's probably some just some old people in the boonies around the areas too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dill was telling me that this one guy's kind of selling all of his stuff, his tractor, like different stuff. So can you imagine like just having all the stuff just sitting around and it's like fifth, this one's 15,000, this one's 10,000, right? And then they start selling all their stuff and they're like, oh, we'll just move to town, mm-hmm. right? But then they're yeah. sitting on like millions of dollars because they just sold a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my son is getting the land. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah generational wealth yeah it's good no we could be there too and we will be you know amen yeah just uh go wherever the lord leads you man (laughs) he's the one that's gonna make that stuff possible yeah (coughs) because like i don't know i i just think we could really break out of that kind of stuff yeah poverty i really see us really already Mm -hmm. stepping out of that like yeah who would have thought, you know, First Nations, 30 years old, buying a house, right? I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That That's a nice idea. Yeah. But actually stepping into it and being like, you know, like even yesterday, I got to enjoy my house. And I was thinking like I was laying there in my bedroom. And I was thinking like, wow, this is my house. Mm-hmm. If I feel like painting this wall green. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can you know what i've been feeling like that too because we painted our bedroom and on this one wall between the closet door and the our door i painted three feathers and they're hanging down from the ceiling and we were originally going to buy a house in campsack when we were done our program with a sit and it was like everything was good up until the final paperwork or something and they got shut down but we're like that's God telling us, no, not yet, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. camp sack or whatever. But as we were in the process of buying it, I had all these dreams for this house. And it was like a super cheap house, too. It was like 75000 or something. It's like pre... Yeah. Like when houses started yeah. Inflation or whatever. Yeah. And so I, in my mind, I was going to paint those three feathers in our dining room on this one wall. 
And then now it's like, this is our house. I can do it now. So I did it one day also, and I had it all sketched up and painted, and now it's done. Nice. Yeah. But there's also, to me, uh, I want in this instance, I don't know if it could be like an hel- a healthy pride of how I just want to take care of my space. Like in my rentals, I've never cleaned my fridge. But now in this, my house now, I'll clean my fridge once a week. And I like to keep everything clean. Like, also, and I'm like washing walls, and I'm just kind of, you it's know, like ownership. It is right. Yeah. That's it. It's I'm not want to say like it's pride or anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to get caught up in that. But it's just like, oh, I want to take care of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's know. what ownership yeah. does for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like it's like a baby, you know. Yeah. Someone else's baby, you're like, oh, pick it up. That's ah, cute. All right, see you later. But you have your own baby. You take care of that. Yeah. Raise them up, you know. Yeah. Speak life into it. It's like same thing with all this. You have ownership over it. Yeah. Exactly. We had uh, our outside garage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we, uh, Dill was like, ah, we have to try to get rid of these squirrels, right? We knew we had squirrels living in our garage. We just didn't know where. And then finally, Dill's like. He was standing. He's like, "We own this," and then he just got like a, a hammer or whatever, and he started taking off panels to see where you know these squirrels would be in our garage, mm-hmm. and just bunch of nuts, walnuts, <laughs> and pistachios <laughs> fell out of our our um, roof. <laughs> and then when Dylan took it down, he's like, oh, I don't have to tear down this wall. It's just this one panel here. And we realized they were storing stuff in there. <laughs> so we didn't even put the panel back up, right? Mm-hmm. Dill's like, we don't have to put this back up. He's like, this is our house. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't have to. He thought he had to take down the whole wall, but we realized where these squirrels were. So we took down the panels on one side and we took down the, the on the other side too, which they were just starting look like to put peanuts in the other <laughs> side too. <laughs> And uh, we took it down, and now I think our the little s- uh, there must have been three. I swear, three families. There was like three nests. Holy, wow. yeah, in there, and uh, oh, then you could hear them again, <laughs> like like making their like squirrel noises when we were taking it down. <laughs> and I was standing there, and I was like, "Yes, look at you guys are evicted, like right because mm-hmm. they would just make the garage smell, right? Yeah, uh-huh. just any kind of little animal." just made it not smell very nice and now yeah. i'm thinking like wow now they'll stay out of our boxes they'll stop ripping up like paper <laughs> like they would make nests and oh man i felt so good but it was after that i was like hey we own this and mm-hmm. we gotta get rid of these squirrels because it's like telling like, dill's like just call our house squirrel manor we have so much squirrels <laughs> like there's just so much and plus there's so much trees back yeah. in your backyard and your neighbors exactly and stuff. yeah it's a more older part of yorkton Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in uh but to me i like to me like so much potential our lot is so huge we were trying to get our garden ready but we have to take off like the grass and the sod and start like turning it in our little you know whatever tiller tiller is not yeah. really working right now so i was like well next year i'll just buy plants or whatever and but you know, bunch of plans, bunch of plans. I've already started clearing trees and thinning it out. Mm-hmm. We have our little fire area, and uh, Dill bought uh, the fire permit. Oh yeah. And it seems like as soon as he bought the fire permit, it just rained. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to have a fire. <laughs> We're allowed to now. <laughs> but you know, just to burn all the the trees, we just all the yeah, branches, yeah, every, all the branches, limbs, everything yeah. we just cut. 
I want to start burning it, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it just keeps raining. <laughs> but I, I'm glad we live on a high side of the uh, high side of the our street. Mm-hmm. And so, like through all this rain and everything, we have all the water system like leaving the house, and you know, like our basement was dry. Like you know what oh I mean? Yeah. I was just like really blessed by. It. I was like, thank you, Lord. Same with us. Yeah, yeah. I I realized that we're kind of elevated, not as much as you guys. But we still have a little bit of a incline yeah. into our yard and stuff, and I was so happy because that was a lot of rain. That was <laughs> a lot of rain, yeah. And us too. We were we have this little area back here that's like for plants and stuff, and there has so many rose bushes. And today we were working on it before church, and I hurt my hand trying Ouch. to clear some rose bushes. Thorns also in her hand was all bloody. Oh. <laughs> She's pulling these thorns <laughs> out. Well, because it looked bare, it looked like just little branches because it was already cut down. So I reached down full force, grabbed ah. it, and all of a sudden I had like Jeez. a handful of thorns. Good thing it wasn't like one of those mature ones because yeah. those are nasty. Th- those will slice you right up. Yeah. yeah. So we got like probably like six little tiny rose bushes out <laughs> yeah. of there, but there's this one monster Giant. one we have oh to man. chop it down first. It's probably a couple it. feet into the ground, I would <laughs> think. And then the, the root system goes out and spreads yeah. out, and those other ones are kind of coming up. So it's a lot. Do we have to kind of like. Yeah. dig up and chop out and stuff but yeah. it was i was actually enjoying doing that <laughs> i would have just kept going for it yeah i was telling david i was like i want a spade so that i can start working on that because i wanted to plant yeah. some vegetables or something yeah, in there yeah. this summer but yeah us too it doesn't look like it's yeah, gonna happen so it's this like summer <laughs> and then all of a sudden dill's telling the old guys that we're going on they're like oh you guys need to start on that in the fall <laughs> and i was like well i guess next year we'll start <laughs> <laughs> we'll start in the fall yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yeah, this. We don't yeah. know this. We've never been homeowners before. <laughs> Nonetheless, had our garden. <laughs> <laughs> never know, right? Until yeah. though. So, so then they're like, no, like you guys could start tilling it, but you guys are going to have to do a lot of work, right? To get that if it's never been gardened before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just can't till it and plant. And I was, that's what I thought. I was like, you just tiller and plant. It's not. I guess it's not. <laughs> and then my neighbor. <laughs> She's like, how's the baby? And I was like, what baby? And I was looking at Dylan, like, what baby? She's like, oh, I thought when you guys moved in, you guys were going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I, looked, I was like, I was just fat. <laughs> 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 and I, went, I was telling Dylan, I said, oh, my little skinny legs and round belly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have, we have a miss, miss man and a dolly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all we have. <laughs> She was, how's the baby? I never seen the baby. I was like, yeah, and then no baby. <laughs> Shut up, old lady. No one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your yard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. Kay. Pack it in. <laughs> could keep going on and on. Yeah, it's a good topic to talk about, actually. I think uh, we'll have to kind of revisit it. Exactly. Maybe someone out there kind of knows the topic a little more which topic we talked about a few different things the topic we talked the most about decolonizing (laughs) yeah and kind (laughs) of talking about racism a little bit okay yeah i think there's some more people out there who are kind of like really experienced it more than us like direct you Mm -hmm. know what i mean getting all the name calling i think the last generation got a lot more um i hear some stories from like um these cachets that grew up in yorkton yeah yeah like they a lot and even the ones i guess in camsec to the last generation of 
First Nations, the ones before us. Yeah. Well, you know, I could even say for myself, I wanted a fair-looking husband to have fair-looking children to never experience what I experienced. And, and in itself is wrong, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because uh, I remember t- talking to my brother about that, and he's like, that is the most saddest thing I ever heard, Kelly, that you had children, or you look for a relationship so that, you know, your children, you're looking for that. Mm-hmm. And I was to me, I was thinking like, I was just thinking about survival and that they wouldn't get, my kid wouldn't get bothered. But now, like, now I feel like, oh, I just want a little dark hair girl, <laughs> right? Like a little yeah. Indian baby. That'd be funny if your <laughs> next kid was a little <laughs> dark, yeah. little brown girl. Dylan would be looking at me like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? Also switched on a dime. Yeah. <laughs> but his brother has two fair boys. Their little girl, little Indian. Oh, <laughs> I think she's going to hate it. Also, you'll have a little Tilly, little brown eyes, big brown <laughs> eyes, dark hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like thinking about that too, kind of like you're recla- reclaiming uh, yourself as an indigenous person yeah. and just being proud of it, you know? Exactly. Because some people, there's like Germans and Norwegians, this is worship First Nation culture and First Nation people. They love mm-hmm. it so much. They want to be part of it. And to the point where they kind of get a little goofy and all of a sudden they're, they're <laughs> staying in teepees, yeah, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, but they have a utmost respect for First Nations people. But it seems like in our own country we can't really do that mm-hmm. and have people around us being proud of who we are too as well. Um, but I was like, I was thinking, I want to reclaim that. I want to be well, I want to be who I am first of all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like before, I'll, I'll tell everyone this, before I'm an indigenous person, I'm actually a child of God. That's yeah. where I root my identity. Yeah. And it's a firm place to root your identity in. So that's where I go. And then secondly, I'll be a First Nations indigenous person. And um, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, and I start growing my dreads and all this kind of stuff. And like people would think, uh, oh, how would that be indigenous First Nation having dreadlocks? And um, if you actually go in Google, Indians are First Nations people with dreadlocks. There was part of it. Mm -hmm. There was like chiefs that had these dreadlocks and stuff. So I was saying if there's some little show social justice warrior that's going to come up to me and say you're socially, you're appropriating black people's culture with your dreadlocks. And I was like I'm going to fill you in on something. Check this out. (laughs) And there's a picture, a collage of like six or seven different First Nation pictures. Like not not paintings, but pictures. They all had dreadlocks, man. Mm -hmm. These big, long, beautiful things, like right down to their waist and stuff. It's like, that's that's me. That's part of, I'm reclaiming my culture. (laughs) Yeah. But I I just, I don't know. That's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) That really is. Because like, you have to have this long, straight hair Mm -hmm. braided, you know? And it's like, well, I... My hair is not straight. (laughs) My hair is not straight. It is extremely curly and bushy. So this is like the next best thing for me if I want to have the long hair anyways. And guess what? Maybe like if if like First Nations, what if they really did? So it would be easier just to dreadlock it and let Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Instead of like whatever other way of maintaining it back in the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're signing anyway. off. Look, right we're trying to start up again. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not theolonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.